Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hello, lovely ladies. How are you today? I am on a creative binge, if that makes sense. (laughs) I am feeling super creative and my mind is flowing with ideas. So I am batch recording some podcasts for you. And today the podcast is going to be on deprivation. And this is an emotion that comes up a lot in my clients. And so I wanted to dive into the feeling of deprivation, the differences between emotional and physical deprivation, and how we can change our thinking to stop feeling emotionally deprived. So let's get started. So let's start off with the definition of deprivation. So one of the deprivation definitions that I found was the lack or denial of something considered to be a necessity. So this was really useful for me in identifying the difference between physical and emotional deprivation. Because starting with physical deprivation, when I think about that, I think about it being the body fighting against something that you're not giving it, that it needs to do to survive. So for example, sleep deprivation. So when you're not sleeping enough, when you don't sleep for a long time, your body fights back and just needs a good sleep, right? If you're not drinking enough water, your body provides the sensation of thirst so that it signals to you that to ensure my survival, I need you to drink some water. So drink some water. If you are, say, underwater and you're holding your breath for a long time, Your body will be able to adapt for a short amount of time. But then if it's not getting enough oxygen in the blood, then it will encourage you to take a breath so that you can get oxygen into the blood so that it can transport it to the cells. So to ensure your survival, it will need you to take a breath. So whenever I think about physical deprivation, it kind of goes in with the definition that we had, right? the lack or denial of something considered to be a necessity. So if you think about these things, these are necessary for our survival. Drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, getting enough oxygen for our body. So this is what I think about when I think about physical deprivation. What are the things that I need to do to keep my body alive? Now, let's think about what is emotional deprivation. And whenever I think about emotional deprivation, I think of it as a feeling. And as you know, from the think, feel, do model, what creates a feeling? My feelings are created by my thinking. So whenever you are feeling deprivation, it's created by a thought that you have been thinking. So this may be thoughts like, I want it, I can't have it, others can have it and I can't, it's not fair. All of these thoughts may create the feeling of deprivation for you. 
So when you are feeling deprived, it may be useful for you to know how it feels in your body. How do you know that you're feeling deprived? Because I, I want you to think about the last time that you felt deprived. If you're on a weight loss journey <laughs> and you know you are feeling deprived, this is very normal. It happens so often to my clients. And what I want you to think about is physical deprivation is not very common. It's very uncommon that you would be physically deprived. Now, some people say, yeah, but when I'm giving up sugar, I could get sugar withdrawal. And yes, you may feel some symptoms with sugar withdrawal. You may feel cranky, you may feel intense hunger, your urges may be stronger, but none of these things are gonna threaten your survival. And so, yes, you may feel a bit uncomfortable. You may feel some physical symptoms. They may be quite strong, but when you're willing to go through that discomfort, you come out the other side and your body is able to adapt and your taste buds are able to adjust and it just isn't that big of a deal, right? I'll give you an example. So I used to be someone who loved white chocolate. That was the chocolate that I would choose every single time. And the reason I loved it from childhood was because it was the sweetest, creamiest chocolate. And that's what I always used to love. That's what I thought was the chocolate that was my favorite. And I went on this weight loss journey and I hadn't given up sugar at that point. And I was still occasionally, when I was feeling deprived, I would have some. And it would like generate that big dopamine hit in my brain. And it would remind me of all of the thoughts that I used to have as a child, that this is the best type of chocolate and this is how I would reward myself and things like that. And then when I went on my coaching journey, I decided to give up chocolate. And initially it was a big deal for me. I felt so much deprivation and I was like, oh my goodness, this is such a big change. I can't believe I have to eat this way. This is not fair. So many other people get to eat other ways and things like that. And then I realized that my thoughts create my feelings, right? So when I was thinking this way, that's what was creating my deprivation, not whether I had white chocolate or didn't have white chocolate. That wasn't causing my deprivation. It was my thinking about that. So... I decided to just tweak my thinking a little bit and I just tweaked it to, I get to have white chocolate anytime I want, but right now I'm choosing not to have it. And instead of deprivation, that small tweak in my thinking actually made me feel in control. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just tweaked it a little bit and I felt completely different in myself. When I was feeling in control, I was able to actually follow my plan and I was able to reward myself with my own thinking rather than rewarding myself with food, right? And so this happened to me quite a lot in my journey. And like now I'm only a dark chocolate eater. Like I hardly ever eat white chocolate because I think it's too sweet. And this is what I was talking about, like your taste buds do adjust and it doesn't have to be that much of a big deal because initially it was a big deal for me. But then I provided my brain and my body with safety that nothing's gone wrong. This is just the process of change. And when I normalize that, now I am a dark chocolate girl. I eat 85% dark chocolate every single day and it's amazing. It suits my body. It tastes amazing. I've become a bit of a chocolate snob now. I used to love milk and white chocolate before, and now I find that too sweet. So I only eat dark chocolate. 
Same thing with tea. Like I only used to drink tea with two sugars before and like fully milky tea. And then I was like, when I was on my weight loss journey, I was like, okay, I'm going to change it to sweeteners. Because you know, in the 90s, there was this big thing about sweeteners being more healthy and things like that. And I thought that that was a good change for me. And so then I read The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung. And I realized that sweeteners weren't really very healthy for me either. So I decided to not have sweeteners and I really didn't like the taste of tea without it and I struggled and then I would end up having sugar and then feeling bad about it and then what I decided was I know that this is going to be a bit uncomfortable for me but this is a process that I wanted to go through because I wanted to become a person who didn't rely on sweetness to dictate whether I enjoyed something or not. I wanted to be able to enjoy some tea without needing it to be sweet. So because I wanted that result, I decided to challenge myself with my thinking. And yes, it was a process. There were times that I completely gave in and I ended up having the sweetener or the sugar and things like that. But when I kept looking at it, evaluating it and then seeing where I needed to improve, that's where I was able to tweak things. So now I've weaned myself off my sweetener and I have Indian tea without any sugar, fully made with milk. And I have it with a slab of dark chocolate and it's so good. So what I want you to think about is what kind of deprivation are you feeling? Is yours physical deprivation or is it emotional deprivation? And when you think of emotional deprivation, this is an emotion created by your thinking. And I want you to think about what is the thought that you are having that is creating your emotional deprivation? Because when you think about it, physical deprivation is quite easy to spot. It's very unlikely that the physical deprivation is what you are feeling. And if it is, it's very easy and your body drives you towards making sure you are not physically deprived by making sure you're sleeping enough, making sure you're getting enough water, making sure you are breathing, basically, because that's going to ensure your survival. So whenever I think about physical deprivation, it's the things that will ensure your survival. So the vast majority of the time, you're feeling emotionally deprived because of the thought that you are thinking. And so I want you to start thinking, even if you do have some of those physical sensations, what is the thought that is coming up for you when you are feeling emotionally deprived? Because if it's your thinking that's making you feel deprived, you have control over your thinking. And your brain is able to create new neural pathways through practice, which is the work that we do in the group coaching program, right? We practice, then we deal with any obstacles that come up and we coach on them. Then we practice again. Then we deal with any obstacles that come up and coach on them. And then we practice again. And that's the actual process of developing a new neural pathway, right? Because you didn't come out of the womb wanting sugar, like that was just not a, not a thing. Yes, you wanted fuel to survive, but it wasn't sugar. You just wanted something. And so you taught yourself that every time I eat sugar, I get a huge dopamine hit in my brain, so I want more of it. So if you taught yourself that, you can easily teach yourself another way. And that may be right now I'm choosing to eat in a certain way because of the way I want to feel. And that may be a slight tweak on what you're currently thinking. If that 
doesn't sit with you, try and think of another slight shift in your thinking that will help you with this. I'll give you an example. So my client, she used to love alu pronte. So for people who don't know what that is, that is a chapati stuffed with potato stuffing. And it's something that is traditional in parts of North India. And she used to eat them weekly. It reminded her of her childhood. It reminded her of her mum showing her love when she used to eat them. It kind of reminded her of family time. And she had a lot of positive thoughts associated with them. And she used to eat them weekly. And then when she came on this journey, she decided, oh, I can't eat them. And, you know, they're stopping my weight loss and even her sister made some comments saying will you never eat them that's so restrictive you're being so antisocial and so this really affected my client because she initially felt deprived because she thought I can't have them so then we questioned whether she could have them or not and what she realized is of course she could have them she got to decide anything she put on her plan she got to decide anything she put in her mouth So she decided that, yes, I want to have them now and again, but I don't want to be addicted to them and be like at the mercy of them, right? So she planned for them. And instead of having three, she would have two. And then we kind of assessed how she felt and she actually felt really good in control. And then she planned for one. And then we kind of assessed how she was feeling. She felt fine. And it's because she chose to believe that I get to choose what I eat. And then she challenged herself to have them every other week because she wanted to feel fine not eating them, but also fine eating them. She didn't want to feel guilty eating them. And she wanted to feel fine when she ate them as well and not need to keep eating more and more and more. Because what she realized is how she felt and the taste of the alopronta did not get better the more she ate. The taste was the same, right? But all she realized is when she used to keep eating them again and again and again, she just wanted to prolong the pleasure. And actually the taste was exactly the same. So when she reminded herself that, oh, the taste is exactly the same whether I eat five or whether I eat one, she was able to kind of really savor the taste of the one and be completely fine with that. So now she eats them, but she doesn't have to eat them every week. And when she does eat them, she plans for them and she really likes it every time she eats them. And it's because she knows that the, it's not the alopronta that's creating her weight result. It's her thinking about them. When she was fearing them, she was layering on shame and blame to herself when she ate them. And then she wanted to push away all those negative emotions and then she ended up eating more. So now she allows herself to eat them when she feels like them and is able to maintain her weight without any problem. So you don't need to give up flour and sugar forever. You still get to eat the things that you love. But after you make a choice of how you want to feel in your body and after seeing how you respond to it in your body, and then you get to decide, right? So before I used to feel deprived, but now I don't. And it's because of my thinking. So this is completely possible for you too. So in summary, I want you to think about, is it physical? or emotional deprivation that you are feeling. Physical deprivation is something that's gonna actually ensure your survival. So sleep, water, breathing. And it's very unlikely that you're feeling deprived because of physical deprivation. 
So I want you to think, what is the thought creating the emotion of deprivation for me? And become aware of the stories you tell yourself that's creating the emotional deprivation, those thoughts that you are thinking. And the first step is accept that you're thinking this and that makes you feel deprived. And then you take these actions and these are the results you create when you're thinking this. And if you don't like the result, you can tweak your thinking to create different results as you're not gonna create lasting result when it's fueled by the feeling of deprived. So what do you want to think? I love thinking I get to eat anything I want, but today I'm choosing to stick to the plan that I made. And that makes me feel in control. And then the actions I take, I stick to my plan, I evaluate, I make my plan more realistic. And then I create the result of sticking to my plan and keep making my plan more and more doable for myself. So I'm more and more likely to keep sticking to my plan. So when you are feeling deprived, I want you to ask yourself, what is the thought that is creating this emotional deprivation for me? If I don't like the result it's creating in my life, how do I want to change the way I'm thinking about this to generate a different emotion, which is gonna allow me to take different actions and create a different result for myself? If you have taught yourself to feel deprived, you can teach yourself to feel any other emotion that is gonna drive you to lose the weight forever. Okay, that's enough for me for today. I will see you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.